so we're continuing this series, Heart of Worship, where we look at dis- different psalms, uh, which are, if you don't already know, are songs to be sung, offering praise and worship to God, but also they're used for instruction. I need that water to stay still. In Jesus' name. But, but also, also for, for instruction. And so this psalm in particular is an actual song that was actually, it was sung. And we know this because if you look at the, at the beginning, before you start reading that uh, psalm, it says, for the director of music, a masquel, a musical, which is a, a musical term of the songs of Korah. And I'm taking my phone out because I'm, it's the, the Bible app. Um, not because I'm texting anyone. So music is powerful. And it was, I remember preaching here uh, one time and I talked about the power of music. And I started singing some songs and I kind of tested, tested out the theory a little bit. And I said, I started singing some songs and you guys maybe remember that? You guys finished the lyrics, like, you know, the Folger song, the best part of waking up, and you guys finished this Folger's in your cup. And then, uh, and then I, you know, the, I also sang the, the Toys R Us song. Um, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. Which is, I see a lot of sad faces now, because uh, rest in peace, uh, Toys R Us. We're gonna miss you. But music is powerful because it reflects life's journey using lyrics to explore the, the human experience, okay? Now me, personally, I have a song for just about every situation in my life. I've got a song for, for everything. When I'm preparing a sermon, I like to listen to classical music. When somebody needs a favor and I really don't want to do the favor for that person, just being honest here, you guys know I'm an honest person. When somebody wants a favor done and I don't want to do it, I, I, I sing. What have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. That's Janet Jackson, if you, in case, all right? When somebody apologizes to me and I'm just not feeling the apology more than words. Peanut gallery over there. Is all you have to do to make it real. That's extreme, the band. When somebody's ego lights up, I've got a song for that. You're so vain. You probably think the song is about you. And of course, and of course, when I do exercise, the Rocky theme song. My heart is racing right now. I want to just run up some stairs at right now. Not really. But this is this is this is the song that I that I hear. I've got a song for everything, right? The song that I hear when I work out five days a year. But music, music. Hey, let's focus, 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 focus. Bring it back. Music is powerful, and this psalm, this song, has been so impactful in my life throughout my 25 years of living. Didn't need that one. So 
So when I feel sad, when I feel lonely, when I feel down and depressed, I remember Psalm 42. And today, I just want to, you, you as well to add this psalm to your playlist, and you'll see why. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for these beautiful people. Thank you, God, for all that you are, for all that you've done. You are the blesser, and we worship you, God. And so we love you, and I pray that you speak to and through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so, so when we zoom out of Psalm 42, we see this sort of pattern, okay, in its structure. There's a pattern here. So we see the writer, the psalmist. We see, we see David going back and forth. It goes, the, the pattern is hope, lament, hope, lament, hope, lament, okay? And we see him going back and forth in this battle. It's like he's having a fight with himself in this psalm. So we'll go back to verses one through four, which is the first lament. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Just think about that for a second. As the deer is panting, <gasps> desperate for water, almost to the point of dehydration, panting, desperate for water. As the deer does that, that is how I am for you, God. Verse two, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? So I want water, right? Just like a deer wants water, you are my living water. Yet all I've had to eat and drink is tears. All in, the, in, in the meantime, people are making fun of me, mocking me, where's your God? And verse four, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Man, I remember when I used to be able to go and drink from that water. I used to go and be able to, to worship you. And then David does something very interesting here in verse five when he turns toward hope. In verse five, he starts talking to himself. He starts singing to himself. Very interesting. Do you ever talk to yourself? Ever, ever talk to yourself when you're alone? Gigi does, my wife does, and it, it drives me crazy sometimes, and she knows it, right? She talks to herself, but it drives me crazy because we're the only two in the room. And so when she starts talking to herself, I'm like, I don't know if she's talking to me. Am I supposed to listen? Do I let her have her time? Is there something I need to write down? Is this another grocery list? <laughs> Is she talking to herself but really wants me to listen? So I, I don't know what to do in those moments. But she talks to, you, to herself. In fact, like, she'll, be, she'll have her back completely, you know, just doing something away from me. And she's just like, I just got to focus and that's all. I just got to suck it up and I've got to focus. And that is all I have to do. And, and I'm just like, what is, what is my role in all of this? Because I think you're crazy. I got a song for every situation. But David is not crazy here. He's preaching to himself. He is preaching to his soul. Here's what he says. He says, my, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Hope. In a book called Spiritual Depression, 
The author Martin Lloyd-Jones reads, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? He continues, now this man's treatment in Psalm 42 was this. Instead of allowing himself to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, he asks. His soul has been depressing him, crushing him. So he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. We've got to do that sometimes. Because sometimes our minds just continue. And sometimes you just got to stop and you got to say, hold on a second, self. You are a daughter of the Most High. You are the son of the Most High God. Worship him. Good times and bad. And so verses 6 and 7, David returns to lament. He says, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep. He's saying, I am deep, deep down here. I'm calling to, to the deep out there. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. He's basically saying, it feels like I'm drowning. It feels like every time I try to come up for air, another wave, another breaker comes over me, and I'm drowning. But verse 8, he returns to hope. He says, by day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. He is affirming God's love for him. And then verses 9 and 10, he returns to lament. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, and here's that question again, where is your God? So he's basically saying, I'm, I'm physically in pain now. You've been so depressed, so down that you physically kind of feel it in your bones? I'm physically all messed up. Where is your God? And then in verse 11, he returns to hope. And it's the same exact word for word verse as verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He speaks to himself again. But the song ends. It's over. He's saying, I'm not praising. I can't praise. I want to get to the place where I can praise again. But it's not working. And then the psalm ends. He's basically saying, my, oh my goodness, I am so thirsty for you. Like a, like a deer is thirsty for that water. But I, I have to physically get to that place. I cannot get to that place where I can go and praise God. Where I can have intimacy with him. The song is over. There is no solution for David. Now, in David's context, David is, is not in a, in a good place. He's not in a good place spiritually, emotionally, even physically. And so what does God want? What is his desire? His desire is God who he's referencing, referencing to as, as water, right? I'm thirsty for you. He wants God. 
He, he knows that God is the answer. He's not looking for a solution. He's not saying, God, please tell, tell him to stop mocking me. Tell him to stop. God, stop these breakers from hitting me. Stop this. Like, get me out of this situation. He's not looking for relief. He's not looking for happiness, not a, 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 a little solution. He wants God and God alone. He says, I'm messed up. People are making fun of me, mocking me, mocking you. I'm drowning and I'm yearning for you. I'm desperate. I just want you, God. David wants to get back to the physical temple where he can worship God, where he can experience God, where he can have, have intimacy with God. Now, in the Old Testament, before Jesus died, people could only worship God at the physical temple, right? They could only worship God at the physical temple. So it makes sense that David wanted badly to return to the temple to be in God's presence, to have intimacy with God, to be able to worship and praise God. So David is on this side of the cross, okay? If the cross is here, David is here in the Old Testament. Before Jesus died for our sins, you had to get to a physical temple. And so for some reason, David is not there. He's out lost somewhere. People are, are mocking him. And he wants to return. You see, David knew that being in the presence of the Almighty God, the King of King, Kings, Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of this universe, just being in his presence is enough. But he can't get there. He can't get there. He's like, I, wanna, I can't wait to get back to the temple. I can't wait. I physically cannot get there. I want to worship you. Oh, God, I, I'm so desperate for you. But you're so far away, I can't do it. Just to be close to you is my desire. Fred Hammond, okay. Got a song for everything, for every situation. Poor David, though. I feel for David here. Now, David wasn't perfect, but I feel for him. I feel for him. He was desperate, desperate for God. If he can just get there but he can't, if he can just get there. What is our context? What are we going through right now? What situation are we in? Well, first of all, we're on this side of the cross. Jesus has already died for us on the cross. He's already died. So we don't need to wait until we get to the temple to experience God, to have intimacy with God. We don't have to wait till we get to church to experience God, to worship him. He's already died on the cross for our sins. Jesus has torn the veil, keeping us from entering the Holy of Holies, from being in his presence. Acts 17, 24 says, the God who made the world and everything in it, the Lord of heaven and earth, is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. So Christian, just like, just like David was asked by his mockers, where is your God? I ask you, not mockingly, not making fun, but where is your God? Because he doesn't live here at church. He doesn't live here. His address isn't 72 Elm Street, North Andover, or 31 Elm Street, Andover. He doesn't live in this church. He doesn't only wait for you to show up 
Sunday after Sunday. He doesn't, he doesn't live at Christian concerts or in your small group or at a Christian conference. 1 John 4, 13 says, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? So are you thirsty? Do you desire God's presence? Do you long for God? Are you thirsty for him? Then just drink. Drink, drink up, douse yourself. It'll never be empty, never. As Pastor Brian said last week, sink your roots in the living water of God. Author and Pastor Tim Keller says, said one time in, in social, on social media, and I love this quote, he said, the only person who dares wake up a king at three o'clock in the morning for a glass of water is a child. We have that kind of access. What a privilege that we can go to the king whenever we want. We don't have to wait for Sunday or Wednesday night. We don't have to wait. We can drink whenever. Whenever. We don't have to wait. Now see, David was over here. Like, if he could look into the future and see us just reaching over and grab, he'd be like, what? Are you serious? Do you know what I have to do? The transactions I have to make to be able to approach God? To have intimacy with him, I have to get to the top. I got to get to a physical place. Meanwhile, you people over here can go whenever you want. And some of you aren't even grabbing the water. So what are we doing on this side of the cross? Are we taking this relationship for granted sometimes? Or are we so focused on other things, looking to quench our thirst, because we are thirsty. We were made to worship. But our, our eyes set on other things that we completely forget. The privilege, the honor that we have. That we can drink. Whenever we want. Are we taking it for granted? Oh my gosh, David longed for this. Longed for it. Are we longing for for Jesus? Are we longing for God? Are we longing for intimacy, for relationship, for an experience with God? You see, the key is you've got to have, you've got to have the desire. You've got to have the thirst for God's presence. You've got to be thirsty for God. Now, David, he's, yeah, he's all over the place in what I kind of refer to as this bipolar psalm of his. He's all over the place. But that's kind of the human experience, if, if we're honest, right? Lament, hope, lament, hope, lament, hope. Sometimes we go through this roller coaster ride of emotions, of spirituality. Sometimes we're up high, sometimes we're down low. Sometimes we also feel like the waves are crushing us. Sometimes we feel it in our bones. We go from good times to depressed times, from happy times, a healthy mindset to tragedy. And it feels like this vicious cycle. And sometimes you do get mocked by your faith. Or maybe you question yourself. Where, where is God in all of this? 
and you're being pounded by the wave, wave after wave. Every time you come up to gasp, another wave comes crushing down and you feel like you're drowning or you feel alone, abandoned. Tears have probably been your food day and night. You feel that suffering in your bones. Thirst for God. But don't get to the point though. Don't get to the point that you're desperate. Don't get to the point that you are dehydrated, that you risk dehydration. Because you can drink up whenever. Drink up. You see, the dangers of dehydration or being so desperate is like that old saying, right? Desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures. When you're so desperate for just some water, so desperate, it means that you haven't been drinking. And so you might reach for the next quick fix. Whatever that is, whatever that opportunity is that, that is presented to you, whatever temptation is placed before you, you might, you are so susceptible when you're desperate, when you're in spiritual dehydration. So drink up, Christian. So thirst, but thirst well. Thirst well. You don't have to wait for church. You don't have to go Sunday after Sunday, week to week. You can do that. You can do that. But I promise you that we're just going to tell you that the answer is Jesus every single Sunday. Come back again next week and we'll tell you it's Jesus. We'll preach the gospel here week after week in different ways, different styles, different stories. But it's all, we're always going to be pointing to the cross and saying you have that kind of access. What a privilege it is. Drink, drink up. Come again next week and we'll be preaching Jesus. Week after that, we'll be preaching Jesus and the power of that relationship. David had to wait. He had to, but we don't. We don't have to wait. Again, there's danger in dehydration, in desperation, that you will settle for the next quick fix. And if you can't, You might want to end, just say, I, I'm done with this world. I'm done. I'm better off dead. And I know, I know for a fact that there is at least one person in this sanctuary, in this room, in this church, at this moment, that has sought meaning, has had a hard time seeking meaning in their life that's gone from sorrow to sorrow to sorrow to tragedies to good times to bad times, that's contemplating ending their life multiple times, that has stood in front of a mirror, looked in the mirror and said, I see nothing worthwhile. I see nothing worthwhile. Why should I go on living? And guess how I've overcome that? As the deer panted for the water so my soul longeth after thee. Now I have a song for those situations. I've got a song for when I'm down and depressed and I don't like what I see in the mirror and I question life when I'm desperate. I've got a song for that. And now you do too. I got a song that reminds me, a psalm that reminds me that I can drink whenever I want. 
that I can drink whenever I want, that I can douse myself, and also I can share. And so I encourage you to drink. I encourage you that wherever you go, you can take the water with you. You can take the presence of God with you. Just like Cal has done, just like Mac is gonna be doing, and all of, all of us uh, can do. A lot of us do. And so we can offer Jesus to people. We, can say, we don't have to say, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you've been down and depressed. Why, I just finished hearing your story. Hey, it's Monday, back at work in the office. We're by the cooler and, uh, you know, all this stuff. Come to church on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Yes, you can invite people to church. That is awesome. Great things happen here. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not downplaying that at all. But you can also offer prayer. Can I pray for you right now? Because I, I got the living water right here. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to say that, right? But you can pray for people. Hey, let's pray right now. Can I pray for you? You don't have to wait. And so today, I just want you to add this song, this song to your playlist. And thirst well, Christian. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, we love you. Thank you for, for being our living water. Thank you for being our ever-present help in times of need. God, and thank you for the honor, the privilege, the ability, the accessibility that you've given us through Jesus Christ, through that ultimate transaction, Lord, through that ultimate gift that we have access to you, God. Thank you for the honor, Lord, to be able to bow before our King wherever we are, by our bedside, in front of a mirror, Lord, uh, uh, after we look in the mirror, God, in, in the bathroom, in our car, wherever. Thank you for giving us that access, and I pray that we, as Christians, take full advantage of that, and we live that out on a daily basis, that we don't have to pretend to be perfect, but we have to know that we have access to the perfect one, that we have access to the blesser. So thank you for that, God, and I pray if anybody is going through these struggles, if anybody has a, uh, struggles looking in the mirror, finding meaning or worth in their life, that they can drink, that they can know, Lord, that they can drink from you, that they can have intimacy with you, they can worship you, praise you wherever they are. And I pray that your Holy Spirit is a felt presence in their lives and that we keep our focus and our attention on you at all times, at all places, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Amen.